Welcome to the Get Your Edge podcast. I'm your host, Brian Bott. I'm here with Coach Manchie from Kimberly and Fox Valley Throws. And uh, we got a sharpening your edge version of our podcast. And we got a trifecta today, Coach. Trifecta. We got Coach Depp, Coach Patrick, and Coach Ganevok. We're going to talk on one topic that they each touched on that we love. But, Coach, Super Bowl, hell, hell of a game, right? It was a great game. Um, really, uh, you know, guys stepped up, played well, really fun to watch, um, you know, ended however it ended, you know, but definitely a great game and, and definitely, man, there's, there's some athletes out there running around in the field. Yeah, it was an enjoyable game. You know, I watched the whole game. It, it just definitely kept your interest. Um, I didn't like the ending there. I, I wish you, you know, those probably penalties can be called all the time. And I just wish it went to end it like that, but it is what it is. I loved it that the the athlete that had the penalty owned it. Yeah, you know he, he did. Right, his interviews that tells me a lot about an individual, and he said yes, it was a penalty, and just the support that all of his uh, fellow teammates had for him. It wasn't like hey, one play defines a win or a loss. It's a combination of an entire game. Well, I think there's a false sense that once these guys get get to be professionals that your, your organization doesn't, you know, breed or, or have a, some type of culture. And obviously the Eagles have a very, as do the chiefs, right. They, they both teams have a very strong culture of support for each other. Um, and, and like you said, I, the, the guy owned it. Um, unfortunately, you know, if it's a penalty in the first fourth quarter, it should be a penalty in the first quarter, you know, and I, I think unfortunately a lot, a lot of times, you know, things go uncalled. I, I I can't remember which, maybe it was last year, even kind of similar type of scenario and things like that. But you know what? Um, you, if you don't want the refs to take their, you know, the game into their hands, no. don't kick field goals, you know, don't fumble, don't turn the ball over. Um, and I, I think that the Eagles would, would definitely feel that way um, with that. And I got something to say though, coach. Yes. That Jalen Hurts, boy, it's a good thing he squats 600 pounds because that that two-point conversion, man, he needed every bit of that leg strength to get in that end zone. So it's a good thing that he was uh, strong enough to get in. So anyways, let's move on, Coach. We uh, we had a chance to go to go uh, visit a Big Ten school uh, last week. Got to go yeah. see the Hawkeyes. Uh, Coach Hardy uh, from Kimberly. Obviously, he's Kudos been to Coach Hardy for that, too. Yeah, big time. Big awesome. time. We, we got there. Uh, you guys picked me up. We got into uh, Iowa City. We hit the airliner. Had a had a wheel. Yeah. Uh, you know some. You know the tires were inflated for sure. We had the had some good food there at the airliner. Got up early. Got some coffee in and went over and watched the Hawkeyes train. I got to watch Jack Doltzler and and Addison Ostringa, two guys that I've trained uh, in our Wanakee location. A couple other kids from Wisconsin and you know what a yeah, what a great culture they have there. I mean, just kids, amazing kids, very workmanlike attitude. Um, you know, I, I really enjoyed my trip there. You know, Coach Ferentz, you know, stopped in when we were meeting with which co with with Ray, the strength coach, talked with us for about a half hour. Uh, very welcoming uh, trip, Coach. It was great time, great time. We and as we talk about, we love going to visit people versus sitting in a clinic room. You know, we got to get, you know, face-to-face, -face, talk, talk shop, talk a lot of good things. Coach, what's up? What's something good you got from that trip? Give me one Give me one golden nugget. 
Well, first of all, what I was super impressed with is, you know, we were driving on the way back, all of us, Coach Mangan, yourself, you know, myself and, and Coach Hardy is just, you know, Coach Ferentz went out of his way and he knew Mike Hardy, a past player, was in the building and he came looking for us. And we were meeting in the strength coach's office at the time. And I was just mind boggled that, you know, it's all about relationships. And, you know, he asked about Mike Hardy's parents and how they were doing. They asked Mike, you notice nothing was football driven. There was no Don't. football questions. It was all about, hey, Mike, are you married? Do you have any kids? And, and, and all that kind of stuff. So the hospitality, not only from him, but like you said, Coach Ray, hey, Coach Bell, the D-line coach, and everybody else yeah. involved was, was just amazing. I mean, they fed us. They took care of us. Uh, we ended up getting a strength and conditioning T-shirt out of it and just be able to have their time to go over and answer all the questions that we had. And we had a ton of questions yeah. and just got a, a ton of ideas. So, you know, going back to Coach Genevic, you know, we, we had him. He said a lot of their best professional development's been through site visits. And, and this was a great example. And it was definitely worth the five-hour drive. But, you know, one of the things that really hit me is when they talk, Coach Ray mentioned this, is every meeting that he goes in, and he's been coaching for a long time, Every meeting that he's in with Coach Ferentz or other football coaches or anyone else, he always has a notepad or index cards, and he is taking notes. And, yep. Brian, that was mind-boggling to me because, yes, when we go to a conference, we go to a clinic, you know, we take notes, and you know, we come back, and, okay, what, what can some of this knowledge that we learned here, how can we incorporate it into our program? whether it's sports advantage in your business setting, your private sector, or whether it's a high school setting. And I think that's important because sometimes, you know, Coach Jones used to always say every time we visit is, give me some golden nuggets. Right. We would be sitting down and we'd be going over that. And he goes, well, now how can we take that information and pertain it to our program in order for our program to keep growing? And I always thought that was awesome because, if you get all that knowledge and you don't use it, then really the trip was not worth it at all for the time and the money and, and everything else. So when you're getting this stuff, you're finding this knowledge, what are you putting into action? How is more importantly affecting your kids to help them become the best version of themselves? And so I just look back now on my career and I've been around lots of great coaches and not just head coaches, but assistant coaches. And as you know, You've been around the great Barry Alvarez and so many coaches at Wisconsin. And I just thought to myself, boy, if I would have took notes to every one of those meetings I've been in, and I'm talking about, hey, you're if you're in a school setting, principal meetings, athletic director meetings, other coach meetings, you know, your team meetings, your player meetings, all of that, it would be very interesting to be able to look back at those notes and to really understand what you're going through. And, you know, we just had Coach Polisic, who we had on a podcast, who's been yep. at North Dakota State. Now he's the OC at Wyoming for football. And he just came in in his recruiting, and he said he has got tons and tons of notes when he was just at Iowa from Coach Ferentz that have made him a better coach and a better yep. person. So that was the biggest take-home point i have coaches out there i would take advantage of. if you're not doing that and i wish somebody would have told me when i was young 
hey, I would start doing it right now. And I would keep those notes and I would go fall back on them. And because everything is cyclical, it's always constantly changing. The kids are coming and going in your business, in your school, your program, your team, but things educational wise, it always seems to be cyclical and come back. And you can always use those things to help kids become the best version of themselves. How about you, Brian? Well, I mean, just, just to add to your point, I mean, as we're driving back, right, we're sending each other video pictures of the notes that we took to share with each other, uh, you know, videos, pictures, you know, where it was like, you know, the phones are going off in the car and it's not like our wives texting us or anything like that. It's, you know, Hey, these are the notes I took. Hey, this is the video I took of this drill. Hey, this is, you know, a picture of this. And it's, it, it's just, you know, it's great to to go places with people that are like-minded and, and things like that. Um, for me, I thought the the best piece of advice that the, the the best nugget that I took that I can use in my scenario is when we were talking nutrition. Um, you know, Coach Ray brought up a great idea, and that's for kids that have morning training sessions. And we know as high school athletes and and in the private sector, morning times are are really advantageous because you can get in, you can you can train. It's the first thing you're focused on during the day. But a lot of times kids come in and they haven't eaten anything. We know breakfast, how important that is. And they educate their kids, their players at Iowa. Hey, take three minutes before you go to bed, make yourself a peanut butter and jelly sandwich or whatever you want like that. Grab a banana, have 20 ounces of water or protein shake and either eat it or drink it on the way to the facility, which for us, at Sports Advantage, a lot of our kids are coming 15, 10 to 15, 20 minutes away in the morning. So, you know, that extra five minutes of sleep, whether it sounds crazy or not, can, can mean a lot to, to a kid. So we educated our kids on that. We put it on our social media on Sunday. I actually had a couple parents uh, that dropped their kids off this morning. We're recording this on a Monday night. So it was a day after that came in and said, hey, I want to let you know that you know, I'm not going to say his name, but made a peanut butter and jelly sandwich at halftime of the Super Bowl. And I asked him what he was doing. He says, well, I'm bringing this in to be, I'm going to eat it before I train. Coach Bob put this on social media. So I, I'm going to do that. And, you know, I think it, it's, it's very important to get good nutrition before you train, but I think it really speaks to the culture that we have at sports advantage that our kids, you know, take it very seriously. And if they have an opportunity to get a competitive advantage, they're going to do it. And just so you, this kid was a sixth grader. So um, he's not, you know, a division one football player. He's, he's a young kid that did this. So um, kudos to him and, and whatnot. And talk about Brian, a separator is most of the individuals, at least in my setting, when they're in the weight room, they work extremely hard. They do yep. what they're supposed to do, but the, you know, the separator, the secret sauce, you know, the ingredient here is doing that. Something so simple, we think, but boy, it's if it's important enough, you're going to find a way, like we always say. But those are the things, you know, once you leave your workout or before your workout, that really help the athlete get the gains a lot quicker. And everyone's looking for the quick fix. There is no quick fix, but there is processes and things you can do as an athlete to speed that up. Right. And, you know, and... Peanut butter and jelly sandwich is really easy because 
pretty much everybody has that now. Again, the overnight oats. I know that's really popular with kids, fruit and oats and yogurt and protein powder in a mason jar and you let it sit overnight and you eat on the way. Whatever it is, you have to have something before you train in the morning. And that was, I'd never thought of that. I thought I thought it was a great, you know, a game changer idea. And, you know, they talk about how many calories these guys are taking in in the morning before they even go to breakfast was, you know, astronomical, you know? And so let's get to our guest, dog. Uh, you know, we're going to cover coach Depp first. And I thought the coolest thing, you know, coach Depp had a lot of good um, information that he shared, obviously with his background with Louis Simmons, Westside barbell and using the conjugate method and how much he believes in it. I thought one of the coolest things and that, uh, that he had, that I thought um, really plays into kind of taking away that misconception that the conjugate method is just for power lifters was all of his athletes do the conjugate method, utilize the conjugate method. And some of his athletes actually choose to go power lift and compete in meets. And, you know, he utilizes the conjugate method to trade athletes that convert to power lifters, not vice versa. So he doesn't look at it like I'm training power lifters. He looks at it like I'm training athletes. They're just able to go compete in powerlifting meets and win. And so I think the thing I took out of that is as coaches, as, you know, people, what you perceive in strength and conditioning, just because somebody's doing something that either an Olympic weightlifter does or a powerlifter does or any other type of, you know, thing that involves using weight, that doesn't mean you're an Olympic weightlifter just because you do a clean or a snatch. Just because we box squat doesn't mean we're training powerlifters. We're training athletes. It's just we're taking the things that the strongest, and I always say this when I talk to parents, we're taking the thing that the strongest people in the world do and we're utilizing it for athletes. And that's why we have so much success as sports advantage. Yeah, I would totally agree with you, Brian. And that does a good job. And, you know, that's what he knows. That's what he's comfortable with. That's what he has gotten tremendous results doing. So it is one of those things that, again, he boys, girls, we're not just talking conjugates, just a male thing. That's another right. myth that's out there. And it's not just a powerlifting thing. It's bottom line, as I always tell our kids, it's a tool in the toolbox to get you stronger. We're trying to develop as much strength. We call it horsepower. You got you can't put a Prius engine in a Ferrari and expect it to go fast. So we are constantly developing horsepower. And there's lots of ways that you can develop that strength, but you have to have that foundational strength if you want to be explosive and be powerful and athletic. You have to per your body weight. So how you do that, that is entirely up to you, but you have to have a system where you're going to get results. And it's not a workout, it's a training program. And a training program has a method to the madness. And you better be getting results in that program. And it's not going to be linear. It's not going to every day you're going to PR. It doesn't right. work that way. It, but over the long haul, you're going to go from way down here, point A, to a much higher place than point B. And then, more importantly, is how is it going to transfer to the field, to the court, to the diamond, to athletics? And that's what you got to know. And that's so important for every individual athlete out there to understand. And coaches, hey, don't be guessing. 
you know, make sure you're assessing. Are you getting the results that you want? Kids, if you're trying to gain weight and you're not gaining weight, you have to get on this scale and you have to eat more. So them are big key things. And, and Coach Depp loves powerlifting, but can you do powerlifting and run a strength program? Absolutely. Right. For some schools, it works good. Do you have to? Absolutely not. Right. Absolutely not. So what works for one school, what works for one state, area, sports teams, whatever, individuals, hey, there's different ways to get there. Just make sure that you're doing it safely and obviously you're getting results. I think one of the coolest things before we go on to Coach Patrick, Dean, is that all three of these guys work in strength and conditioning in schools. Yes. And all three of them have the unwavering support of their administration. They allow them to run the program. Their coaches, they allow them to run the program. It's trust. And so if you're if you're a sport coach, that's something that you have to be able to do. You know, let the strength coach, let the performance trainer, whatever you want to call them in your school, put the trust in, put the put your trust in them. Because at the end of the day, you expect them as a performance coach to trust you as a sport coach. So if you want trust, you have to give it as well. Um, and keep the main, you know, Joe said it, you know, Joe Thomas, you know, Hall of Famer, Joe Thomas said, keep the main thing, the main thing. If you're a sport coach, focus on your sport. If you're a strength coach, focus on being a strength coach. Because we see that a lot, Dean, where strength coaches want to pick apart sport coaches practice. That's not your job. Your job is to train the athletes, make sure that they're durable, that they're bulletproof as far as injuries and make sure they're strong. Um, Coach Patrick, all right, had a uh, great topic that we discussed with him a little bit. And it's something, Dean, that, that we've talked about quite a bit. And that's, as strength coaches, a lot of times, we we assume because our passion is the weight room, that every kid that walks in the door's passion is the weight room. And that's just not true. And that could be in any sport. And I think everybody assumes, and I can use examples when I was at Wisconsin, you know, you assume that because you're a football strength coach and all these guys want to lift weights, man, I tell you what, some of the skill kids didn't want to touch the weights. They just wanted to sprint. Um, and some of the linemen didn't want to sprint. They just wanted to lift. You know, and as a performance coach, you have to have ways to show the value of what you're doing. And obviously, data is a great way to show, hey, here's your improvement on this. Um, and so as a strength and conditioning coach, as a sports performance coach, it is your job to educate your athletes on the value of strength and conditioning. And it's not always going to be, you got to squat X amount of weight. You got to jump this high. To me, the most important role of the sports performance coach will always be injury prevention. And so you have to, ed and that's the best way to educate athletes um, that maybe aren't sold on picking up some iron, uh, maybe aren't sold on a barbell, things like that. Maybe parents that aren't sold on it. You have to figure out ways to educate them how the performance or the, the sports performance training you're doing in the weight room is going to help keep their athlete on the field, court, pool, track, whatever you want. Brian, I think those are great, you know, they are great points. And he brought that up. But I think the, the hardest thing is for us individuals is, like you said, there's some athletes that don't want to be in the weight room. 
And so you have to justify the why of what you're doing and then how it's going to help them become a better athlete and then try to motivate them to so they understand that it's going to decrease the chance of injury and increase athletic performance. So that's one population of the individuals we have in both our settings that we are involved in. The other one is sometimes the people that fall too much in love with the weight room. And yeah. now we have to educate those people that, hey, too much isn't good either. So just because you had a great workout in during class or at Sports Advantage, you don't need them to go down to YMCA or Anytime Fitness and get another workout in because too much is going to lead to injuries as well. So there's that other extreme that we have to educate those individuals and understand, hey, what are you doing the other 22 and a half hours of the day or 23 hours of the day is going to be very important as far as your development and your recovery. And that is something that you constantly have to educate people as well. But coaches, don't assume because you like an exercise or you like a specific type of program that the kids are going to like the same thing. And I think that's tough because my situation, when I started out when I was young, I just thought everybody loved the weight room like I do. Brian and you know right. it, oh yeah just like you can't wait and these kids are going to feel that soreness and they're going to love it and they're going to want more and they're going to continually work hard I found out real quick that hey a lot of people would much rather go out and shoot baskets you know hit off the tee do whatever their sport is and hey they just want to come in and a lot of them are being forced to be in because they know it's good for them and then their sport coaches tell them you need to be in there but bottom line is we got to coach them up, not to just go through the motions. And again, tell them the why behind everything. Tina, we've talked about this as well. It, it shouldn't just be the, the strength coach or the sports performance coach educating the athlete. Sport coaches, that's part of your job. And valuing the, the, the weight room and what it does for your athletes, that's part of your job to educate your athletes too. And we've talked about it many times, Dean, on this podcast, is that if you're a sport coach, and you're in the weight room and you're on your phone while your kids are training, how do you expect them to value the, the weight room, you know, and how do you expect them to value the importance of it? You can tell them one thing, but if you're in there not paying attention, if you're jacking around, if you're, you know, fooling around, things like that, how do you expect your athletes to be serious? That would be the same thing as a strength coach coming to practice and like distracting your players. How would you feel about that? You know, if you're a sport coach, most of you would get, pretty pissed off um so it's no different you know in 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 our venue in the weight room is that you have to be bought in and i tell coaches this if you're not going to be a contributor in the weight room don't even come in there like we'd rather not have you come in there you know let us handle what we need to do same thing with practice if i'm not if i'm a strength coach at a, at a high school and i go to practice i gotta i gotta contribute in a way to help make the practice better you know, we're all on the same team. At the end of the day, we're all on the same team, the betterment of the athletes. And so, you know, at the end of the day, educate your kids. You know, there's so much out there that is poor education. Educate them on why you train. And Brian, too, I'll add to this. The sport coaches, if you are not a supervisor of the weight room or you're not in the strength conditioning staff, you need to follow up at least once a week if it's off-season and make sure you go in there and communicate with your athletes yeah. and, and show that because obviously you are in control. The sport coach is in control. 
But if you never show up and just expect other coaches to run the weight program and you're not having a follow-up with the athletes on how it's making you better and how it's decreasing your chance of injury and supporting the strength coach, kids are real intelligent and they sense that right away. And they're not going to be consistent. We know every weight program, you have to be consistent to get results. And it has to be ongoing. One thing with Coach Ganavik that I just love is he says, we lift all year round. There is no off season. We're constantly lifting. So our kids aren't getting incredibly sore. They're used to lifting. It's just what we do. It's part of our culture. It's our standard. We lift. And I thought that was great because I know it doesn't happen like that in a lot of schools. What his get your edge advice was be consistent. Yes. Right? You can't be consistency. Um, and, you know, on to coach, coach Mike and Avok, um, you know, we could, we could review the whole podcast. Awesome. You know, and, podcast. And, and, yeah. I mean, that was definitely one of our best that we've ever had just incredible information, but you know, we picked be where your feet are and that's, that's a no brainer. That's on our walls at sports advantage. And I think the, the adage a lot of times of coaches is that I got to grind, I got to grind, I got to grind. no. You got to be efficient and you got to be effective. So when you're at work, be about being at work, be about the kids, be about if you're running the weight room, be about the weight room when it's in the weight room. If you're a sport coach and typically it's going to be the football coach that's in the weight room, running the weights classes, a lot of the time, be about the weights class don't, or, or the strength class. Don't be about, you know, what you're going to run on third and five on Friday night, be where your feet are. When you're out at football practice, put your phone away. You know, unless it's an emergency from one of your kids or family member, put your phone away, focus on, that's when you focus on third and five. That's when you focus on, you know, the little things that you need to do to win a game. When you leave and, and hoping that you have all your work done. Now, some of us, you know, don't have that luxury sometimes, Dean, as, as a, as a CEO and quote unquote entrepreneur, my, my, you know, work is seemingly never done. But yep. when you have that opportunity to spend time with your family, spend time with your family. You know, don't worry about, you know, what the workout is for tomorrow morning. Don't worry about the practice schedule, how it could change. Focus on your family. And I, I, I loved when, when Mike said, you know, I don't have hobbies. You know, I, I have two other besides, you know, he's a big man of faith, obviously. And he's huge into his family. And he said, outside of that, there's, there's football and strength and conditioning, which you and I, I think, really can relate to. Um, you know, it's something, if you truly love what you do, you know, you don't need to be chasing social entertainment, you know, to kind of pass the time away. And you can tell he loves what he does, but you can also tell that he's really intentful on when he's doing something, just like Hall of Famer Joe Thomas said, make the main thing, the main thing. Yes. And Brian, first of all, congratulations to Joe Thomas. It's no surprise to me that um, he, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer and just an incredible career and his statistics and everything else, but just an incredible guy. When he did your introduction at the Wisconsin Track Coaches Association, it was just unbelievable. And yeah, what he he cut like say, 10 minutes off my talk. He cut about 10 <laughs> minutes, but it was it was definitely <laughs> worth every minute. And <laughs> yeah. Just how he explained that, you know, a sport such as track and field and throwing, which you know I have a passion for with the Fox Valley Throws Club, but I was talking to Joe before he introduced you in the hallway, and boy, he was just 
talking about, you know, his teammate, Brandon Houle, who I coached and, you know, they both threw at the all American meet in NC state. And he talked about how the glide helped him set up to be a better pass rusher. Just, just the passion in his voice, knowing being a multi-sport athlete is really helped him be the person and be the athlete that he ended up becoming. And just those life lessons. It's so fun talking to Joel because he's using every little thing to his competitive advantage. And it was just great. Speaking of Genevic, I thought about the same thing is, you know, it, I don't really have a lot of hobbies, Brian, you know, I don't golf. I, you know, when we were going over that with coach Mike, I looked at that. I'm, I'm not a big golfer. I don't hunt. I don't fish. You know, it's not really work to me to go to work and to run Fox Valley throws club and be a track coach and be a football coach and run a strength conditioning program and being a teacher. Cause I love what I'm doing. Right. So I, I know what my why is. Yeah. You know, they talk about what's your identity. You know, what my identity is I'm a teacher. I'm a coach, you know, for, for my job and, and, and I run Fox Valley throws, but my purpose is to positively affect as many people that I can and to help them become the best version of themselves. So I think too many times people get caught up in what's your identity and then what's your purpose. So coaches out there, what is your identity? And then what is your purpose? And if your purpose aligns with your why, then it's not work. Right. It, it's what you do. It's your calling. It is what you really enjoy doing. And I think that's why we got so many great coaches out there making such an impact in teachers and people like yourself that were in a setting, in a public setting, in a team setting with the Wisconsin Badgers, but now bringing it to the private sector as you've done. And now as your business continues to grow, your whole mission is to be able to, along with Joe Thomas and other business partners, is to affect as many people in the state of Wisconsin as you can. And that that's very evident of what's happening right now because you've seen a lot of places where the the programming the training isn't very good and therefore it doesn't injustice for our athletes out there in the state of wisconsin and you want to bring that bring the knowledge that's why we do the podcast to help as many people and to give kids the best opportunity to succeed well and you know to piggyback on that dino i mean that's that's our mission that's our why is to make Wisconsin the mecca of sports performance across the country. Uh, and we do that by, you know, the athletes first, but also education on the coaches, um, you know, partnering with schools, things like that. Well, Brian, I think that the thing that really st stood out when we, we met Coach Ray right away and you talked about your two guys you train. And right away, what did Ray say? Hey, you did an incredible job with those two athletes. And I, and I know they train at their high school too. And, yep. you know, so it's not just you, but it's a compliment to those people where they went to high school and the training right. that they got in their high school, along with the benefit of having a private sector, positive influence to really make sure their movement patterns and their technique was really good when they went to college. Cause he said, boy, it stood out right away that these kids knew the basic fundamentals. And therefore, when they got in a group with other people from all over the nation, other different recruits, 
it was easy for them to adapt to their training style and to get that competitive advantage. Well, I appreciate that. And that, that goes across the board to our entire staff. Absolutely. You know, all of our locations, because we hear that countless times, you know, from kids that, you know, went to various high schools where we have guys to people that have trained in our Verona location to, to what, you know, our Lucas is doing up in Beaver Dam, um, you know, and even already in Oconomowoc, some of the feedback we're getting with some of the athletes that have trained there um, because we put a high priority on making sure the kids do things right. You know, we can rah, rah and, and and whatnot yeah we do we have a high presence on social media but if you notice our social media it's not just you know pretty pictures and you know all these fancy sayings i mean you if you're a parent and you want to know what we do go to our social media we put it right on there you know we're not afraid of it you know a lot of people won't show exactly what they do you know because it's more like smoking smoke and mirrors you know we want to try and make a sales pitch and and things like that. So, you know, if you want to know what we do, go to our social media, all of them. You know what I mean? You'll see different videos. And the best part about our gyms is we train to the athlete, you know, the needs of the athletes in our gym. So every social media page is different, which is cool. You'll know what you're going to get at that gym based on the trainer and based on the needs of the athletes. And, you know, just to follow up, you know, with, with, uh, Joe Thomas, um, you know, the, the blessing that, that he is, uh, in my life and, you know, our athletes life now, but you, you know, Joe Thomas's unfortunate injury, uh, changed my career forever. You know, when he tore his ACL, uh, at Wisconsin, that was the first time that I really truly stepped out of my kind of follow the leader mode and really started to think for myself as a coach and question, hey, why is this? Why is this? Not in a demeaning way or like a resentful way, but just trying to understand more. And coaches, we have to do a better job of thinking and asking questions. And I think I, I talk to my guys about this and my my uh, female trainers as well all the time. You got to ask questions. You got to communicate. Um, it's so important. And, and, you know, that moment in Joe's career that prohibited him from entering the draft um, completely changed how I went about strength and conditioning and um, you know, just huge congratulations to him and, and, and what he accomplished. Uh, in, in my opinion, he's a unanimous, he should be, should have been unanimous um, into the hall of fame and, and, and whatnot. One last thing, I think a little bonus for this episode, for this sharpening edge, Brian, is when coach Ganevic talked about, you know, the school-wide unified program that they do. And there is no such thing as a soccer-specific program yep. and a basketball-specific program and a volleyball-specific program, et cetera. So if you did not check out that episode, I would go back and check Coach Ganevic. One thing with Coach Ganevic, we put it on our social media as far as Instagram, but he is not on Instagram at all. So you, he does have some Twitter, but I would get on there. I would check. We did a couple of short video clips. I would go back to that. But that episode has got a lot of golden nuggets for your program to get better. And he's balanced head football coach. This is a lot of our coaches out there. Head track coach, high school weight program, 
middle school weight program. So he juggles a lot of responsibilities at a big division one school too. So it can be done. Father, Father. husband, yes, community person. So yeah, Uh, that bonus, um, we're going to have to charge a little extra for that bonus, Dean, that we gave out. That wasn't part of the script. So everybody that's listened to it, you'll get the bill in the mail. No, Um, (laughs) for that bonus. So what you can do is, is share our show. You know, subscribe to our episodes. Uh, we've got 99, Dean. Think about that. Remember when we came up with this show? 99 episodes coming up on episode 100. And and you know what's funny is that when we were riding the car to Iowa, uh, we were just kind of going ho-hum. And Coach Mangan, Coach Mangan, we know you're listening, was like, what are you guys doing for number 100? What's, what's, what do we got in store? Well, we think we have something pretty cool in store. So we're not going to tell anybody. Uh, but I think I, I think what we have in store for everybody is going to be pretty darn special. Um, so again, share the show. You know, give us a review um, on Apple or Spotify. We'd we'd love a five star review. Um, you know, um, write a review. Maybe write how hopefully this has helped. If there's a coach that you think needs to hear this, maybe it's a coach that you're disagreeing on and how to handle things in a way. Share the show. You know. We take questions. Obviously, we haven't done a Q&A for a while. We'll get back to those, right, Dean? We talked about that. Um, ask us questions. We're, we want to help. Like I said, you know, Sports Advantage is, is, you know, mission is to, like I said, make Wisconsin the mecca of sports performance. Dean, you, you're a huge part of that with us, with the Fox Valley Throws, what we try to provide for the athletes. And, you know, hopefully through this podcast, you're getting a lot of great information um, you know, sometimes, you know, you're probably going to get more because it's going to apply to you more than others. But I, I tell you what, um, it's been a lot of fun. You know, we got a lot more episodes in us. Um, anything, Dean, you want to say before we shut this down here on, on episode 100 coming up? Yeah, I just want to thank all of our listeners because it's so important. This this has been a learning experience for both you and I. We talk about we wanted to get out of our comfort zone a little bit and starting a podcast was definitely out of our comfort zone. But, you know, there are listeners that continue to listen. We're, we just, we just you know, tell you like we see it. And we want to be as genuine as possible. And, you know, we're here to help you. And, and we do this to try to make a difference. And the positive comments that we hear from coaches, and I, I hear them from athletes. I know you do too, Brian. Hey, if it helps somebody in any way become the best version of themselves, that's why we do it. And yeah. it's such a great learning experience. So excited and, and and so blessed and grateful to have the guests that we have had on because they come on this podcast. We don't pay anybody. We don't make any money off our podcast. This is just our time, our continuing education, giving back, and whatever we can do to help. Hey, reach out to us. You can get a hold of Brian yeah. at Sports Advantage. We got to get your edge Instagram. We got to get your edge Twitter direct messages through there, but any way we can help your program, just reach out. That's why we do this program. That's our mission. And we want everybody to become the best version of themselves. So I thank all of our listeners out there, Brian. Heard it. Heard it. One more announcement, July 22nd, Dean, July 22nd, the Lake Country Dockhounds will be having Joe Thomas bobblehead night. Want to get that out. Joe Thomas bobblehead night, July 22nd at the Lake Country Dockhounds. Get your tickets early. All right, come watch a great night of baseball. 
get your Joe Thomas bobblehead and uh, enjoy the time. Appreciate you. We'll see you for episode 100. Chop it.